Welcome to the St. James Sermon Podcast. We are so glad to have you with us. Hi, my name is Pastor Wayne, and we are so glad you are joining us in this worship. And as you've probably heard throughout the theme of the service so far, we're looking at hope. And so I want to invite you to join me as we dive into God's Word in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3-9, through 9, where he begins this letter, passionate. I mean, Peter is known for being a passionate person, for his exuberance, his excitement. And there's probably nowhere more passionate in his writing and then, than in this passage as he's talking about hope. That, that there aren't too many exclamation points in what he's writing here. So I invite you to re- read this and hear it in that spirit. Peter writes, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. An inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Will you join me in prayer? Almighty God, thank you. Thank you for this good news. This good news of hope. This good news of hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus. And God, we pray that wherever we might be today, wherever, whatever we might be feeling, that your spirit would meet us in the depths of our soul and fill us with your hope. God, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, there is hope. There is hope for you. There is even hope for me, and we need hope right now, don't we? With all that's been going on in our world, with all that's been going on in COVID and the the challenges that we've been facing as a society and as a world, there is hope for you and for me. There is hope for our city and for our country. There is hope for our world. And there is hope for the future. Why? Because Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. You know, every spring we celebrate Easter. And and rightly so, because the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is the most significant event that's ever taken place. And yet so often we find ourselves facing the challenges that we face like we have this last year, like you and I might be facing right now. And I find that sometimes the greatest struggle that Christians have is because while we acknowledge that Jesus is risen, while we recognize that he rose from the dead, we often fail to internalize 
the implications of his resurrection, the meaning of his resurrection in our daily life. And so this spring, we've been making our way through this series, looking at the practical implications of Jesus' resurrection 2,000 years ago on the other side of the planet for your life and my life today. And today, we're looking at the hope that he gives. Now, you might be with us today, and you may feel the need to be filled up with hope. And I believe God will do that for you. Because in this passage, Peter talks about a living hope, a hope that is dynamic and alive, a living hope. And so we're going to look at what does he mean by that? And then how do we have hope when life is hard, when we find ourselves in difficult times? And then lastly, how do we live hope? How do we live lives of hope that not only impact our lives, but those around us? So Peter begins in talking about how God gives us through the resurrection of Jesus a new birth into a living hope. And when you and I talk about hope, we often think of hope in two different ways. One way is that we, we uh, intersperse the word hope with wish. That, that we hope for something, that we wish for something. We might wish that something's different at work or something's different in our neighborhood. Or, or in the same way, we might hope for something specific on our birthday. I hope I get that. Or we may hope that Aaron Rodgers becomes the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Now, this kind of hope is uncertain. We don't know if that's going to happen. It's a wish. There's nothing certain about it. We're not convinced it's going to happen. It may happen. It may not. We just hope it happens. But there's another way that we think about the word hope. And that is rather than, than interchanging the word hope with wish, we interchange the word hope with confidence. That we have a hope. That we have a hope because we are certain, we are confident, we are assured that something has happened. That we have a reason, that we have a foundation for the hope that we have. There's a certainty about it. And I want to ask, what do you put your confidence in today? What do you put your hope in today? Peter says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for in His great mercy, He gives us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that will never perish, spoil, or fade. An inheritance that is kept in heaven for us. You see, whatever we put our hope in matters. Whatever we put our confidence in matters. And Peter is saying from his own life experience, and I can say from my own life experience, that anything we put our hope in other than God through Jesus Christ and his resurrection will perish, spoil, or fade. They may be great things that we have confidence in. They may even be gifts from God that we have confidence in. But anything other than God, placing our confidence, our trust, our hope in God through the resurrection of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit will perish, spoil, or fade. Peter says that through the resurrection of Jesus, we have been given a new birth 
into a living hope. We have a living hope because Jesus is alive. And that because he's alive, we can have this hope that's dynamic. You see, Jesus was the answer, was the keeping of God's promise. That in the Bible, anytime the Bible talks about hope, it's the the meaning of hope that has confidence. And that God's people in the Old Testament and New Testament had hope in God because God is faithful. God was trustworthy. That God kept his promises. That the character and nature of God is trustworthy. That when God made a promise, he kept it. When God told Abraham when he was very old and had no children that there would be a nation that came from him, God kept his promise. When God's people were in Egyptian slavery and God promised that he would deliver them, he rescued them in an epic way and he kept his promise. When God promised to provide for them in the desert, he did so and he kept his promise. When God promised to to form them into a special people, he gave them the law and he kept his promise. When God promised to give them a land, a place to call their own, He kept that promise. In fact, that land is called the promised land, filled with milk and honey. And when God gave the promise that he would raise up a Messiah, one who would be king, who would conquer once and for all sin, death, and evil, he kept that promise with Jesus. And Jesus came and he died on that cross and he rose from the dead conquering once and for all sin, death, and evil. God kept his promise, and that gives us hope. Because you see, Jesus didn't just rise from the dead for himself. His resurrection is for you. That Jesus ushered in a new reality, a new creation. Before Jesus' resurrection, death had the final word. Evil had the final word. Sin had the final word. But Jesus' death on the cross and then his resurrection ushered in a new day where sin and death and evil no longer have that final word. That we have a living hope because Jesus is risen. And Jesus says, because I live, you shall live also. And the same resurrection body that lives forever that Jesus has is the same resurrection body that you and I and all who place our trust in Jesus will have. You see, we have a living hope. There is hope for you. And you can live your life knowing that Jesus rose because you matter. Jesus rose because your life counts. And with all the challenges we face in our world, you may wonder if your life matters. But Jesus' resurrection shows us that your life does matter, both now and forever. Now, Peter, as he's writing this, says that we have this living hope and it is cause for rejoice. But the reality is, until Jesus comes back, and he will, until Jesus comes back, there is still pain and suffering and struggle. That we live in this in-between time, and he's honest about it. In fact, he himself has experienced it. And so Peter says in verse 6, He says, in this you greatly rejoice. In this living hope that we have, you greatly rejoice. 
though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. You see, life is hard. And Peter is acknowledging that. Peter is acknowledging that right now there still is sin and death and evil. That Jesus has conquered it and he's ushered in this new day. And that when he comes back, we will, ex- we will all experience the fulfillment of that. But until then, we experienced the trials and challenges of life. Did you hear what he said? He said that we, we have grief in all kinds of trials. When you and I experience trials and hardships in your life, very often grief comes with it. We experience loss, and that loss is painful. You see, Peter is writing this letter, and he begins by talking about this living hope because he's writing it to people who are experiencing suffering. He's writing it at a time when Christians were experiencing severe suffering and struggle and grief and trials. And Peter is saying that the resurrection makes all the difference. And for a couple of reasons. First, when you and I experience hardships and trials in our life, when we experience loss and grief, we can look to the hope that we have in the resurrection. Because when we walk through those times in our life, we are not alone. Jesus himself said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus also said that I will never leave you or forsake you. You see, when we go through hardship in life, we are not alone, no matter where we are, no matter what we're going through. That the resurrection of Jesus means that he is with us. That he walks it with us and he understands what it means to experience that pain. He understands what it means to experience loss and grief. That he understands and he is with us. But the second thing it means is that Jesus will use even the pain and struggle we have to make us stronger. To make our faith stronger. To make our hope stronger. I sometimes think about our lives like like a, a mostly inflated balloon. And when you squeeze a balloon that's been mostly inflated, what happens? The other side of the balloon grows bigger. And in a similar way, when our lives get squeezed, our faith can grow that God can use use it to depend on him more, that we can experience greater hope when life is the hardest. See, when life is easy, we often don't turn to God. We don't think about God. We don't depend on him in the same way as we do when life is hard. In the last week or so, I met with a, a, just a precious family who was experiencing dear loss, I mean, severe loss and pain. And they had shared vulnerably, as many of us have experienced in our lives before, that they were experiencing a crisis of faith. Why is God allowing this to happen? And in it, they realized that they were not alone, that God was with them, and that especially in the midst of the pain that they were experiencing, that 
their faith grew stronger. It's what the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 6, when he says that we run to God in these times of pain and challenge and hardship. And he writes in verse 18, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged for we have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. Why? Because Jesus is risen from the dead and he, our risen Lord, is with you. And then lastly, we can live this hope. It is a living hope. Peter says in a very personal way, he says, even though you do not see him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. You see, hope is not just an idea. It's not a concept. It's not a principle that somehow we read or hear about and hold on to. Hope is a person. We have hope because of God's love demonstrated through Jesus. We have hope because of the way the Holy Spirit is poured into our lives. Is there hope for you? Yes, there's hope for you because it's personal. There's a relationship with the living God through Jesus. And you can say there is hope no matter what we're facing because Jesus is risen. Is there hope for our world? Yes, we can say there is hope for our world because Jesus is risen and is coming back. Is there hope in the pain and the challenge and the circumstances that you're failing, facing? Yes, because Jesus is risen. You see, the resurrection changes how we see life because we know that Jesus has ushered in a new reality. He has begun the answer to his own prayer. Lord, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as, there is, as it is in heaven. That there is hope in places of hunger and poverty because Jesus is risen and he's coming back again. There is hope in places of injustice because Jesus is risen and he's coming back again. And there is hope in your life and in my life that we can share with others, that we can see our lives and we can see others and we can see the world, not just with some optimism, but we can see and experience it and engage with it. We can live into the reality of his kingdom that is coming because Jesus is risen. You see, the Apostle Paul invites us to this very thing after he's talked about the resurrection of Jesus. And then in Romans chapter 16, uh, chapter 15, verse 13, he says, May the God of hope. What kind of God do we have? We have a God of hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you ready to overflow with hope today? Trust God. Because Jesus gives us and is our living hope.
Would you join me in prayer? Almighty God, there is so much that is uncertain in our lives and in our world. We're grateful for glimpses of hope that we have with things like vaccine, with, with spring coming into full bloom and the brightness of the sun during the day. We thank you for signs of hope that we see in people around us. And most of all, God, we thank you that Jesus is risen from the dead. We thank you that he is our living hope and that we have hope. Our lives matter. And so, God, we ask that not only would we, would we be filled to overflowing with your hope, but that we would be carriers of your hope into the world, that we would live into the reality of your kingdom of hope, that we would be ambassadors of your hope, that we would be hope givers to those around us, because we have the living hope of Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. St. James is a Presbyterian church located in Littleton, Colorado. Find us on the web at www.sjprez.org or email us at contact at sjprez.org.